This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a unique and fascinating place. Today, we start our road trip in Jackson for Mississippi Opera's hilarious world of Gilbert and Sullivan. Up next, the 40th annual Peter Anderson Arts and Crafts Festival on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We'll also visit the DeSoto County Hernando Parks and Craft Fair and end the show with musical guest Southern Soul Man, Christopher Big Yayo Mabry. So don't turn that dial. We're going for an arts-filled ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org. Kamel King is on assignment, but the show goes on as we do every Friday. We'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. A wonderful show today for you. We're going to be traveling literally all across the state of Mississippi, letting you know about some very unique events. And we start today's show off with a regular guest and friend, artistic director of the Mississippi Opera, Dr. J. Dean. Welcome, Dr. Dean. Margaret, how are you? We're doing well. We're doing well. So glad to have you on the show today to talk about the Mississippi Opera. You're opening your 73rd season with the hilarious world of Gilbert and Sullivan. Tell us a little bit about this show and what you've got in store for this season. Well, uh, we at Mississippi Opera, while we're called an opera company and we do opera, we do a lot of other things too. And one of our things that has become really popular is our cabaret series at Dueling Hall. And um, we started actually back in September with a show called uh, My Way. It was a Frank Sinatra tribute. And the hilarious world of Gilbert and Sullivan is coming up uh, on November the 10th at Dueling Hall. And uh, that's a, that's a, for people who know Gilbert and Sullivan, you know that uh, they wrote lots of hilarious music, lots of comedy uh, for in their day, uh, they were essentially the Saturday Night Live of their day, and it's just one joke after the next, and it's great music and funny music. And we have a, a, a Gilbert and Sullivan specialist named Paul Hotailing, who's put together this show of sort of the best of the best of the best of Gilbert and Sullivan, and it's going to be a great and funny show. So if you love Gilbert and Sullivan, uh, you will love that. And that's going to be at Dueling Hall on Saturday, November tenth. Then we have uh, the rest of our season is a Mall of the Night Visitors, which is an annual Christmas thing we do. That's at Bellwether Church on December the 2nd. Then we come back uh, in in the new year 
with uh, Nat King Cole tribute. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Nat King Cole was born in 1919, so 2019 is the centennial celebration of Nat King Cole. So we'll be doing a Nat King Cole show in January. That's on January 21st, Martin Luther King Day. And then on um, in February, we do a, a Valentine show. In March, we do a Carol King tribute. Uh, she wrote lots and lots of great music, and, and so we're doing a tribute to her. And then we finish our season with La Boheme, which is the most popular opera in the world, and we do that at Thaliamara Hall. Uh, on April 27th. So we have lots of stuff going on and we do things year round for the general public. We do things for kids. We do things for senior citizens and we don't do, th- and we do things beyond the city of Jackson. We do things. We're, we've got some shows, some children's shows in Meridian, Mississippi this year and, and in Natchez, Mississippi. And so we're, we're literally all over the state. So uh, that that's the kind of thing that we, we think we, we do a lot of uh, cultural programming uh, that benefits uh, the citizens of Mississippi all throughout the state, and we do it all year long. Uh, that's right, Dr. Dean. You guys truly are a, a statewide arts organization bringing programming throughout uh, every corner of the state. This Cabaret at Dueling series is really a special um, part of what you do, I think, because it really creates accessibility. People who might traditionally think opera is uh, I don't know, highbrow. You bring it into a space that's maybe a little more familiar and a little easier to access. Talk about the inspiration behind your cabaret series. Well, the, we actually started uh, uh, several years ago at 119 Underground. We wanted to do, we wanted to take music that we do, which is opera and musical theater. And opera, all opera is, is, is a musical, is stage production. So people, I know some people are afraid of that word, but it's just a musical stage production. So we would, we would take opera musical theater uh, into, in, into a place that it wouldn't normally uh, be. And and one of one of my goals was to take opera and musical theater to places that people would go that wouldn't normally attend these kind of events. But we outgrew 119 Underground, and we moved to Dueling Hall several years ago, and we've been really happy there since. Uh, and it's a great setting. I mean, you don't you don't normally see you know the kinds of things we do being done in in that kind of setting, but it's really a a, a wonderful place. It's Sometimes we have theater seating where, you know, it's normal theater type seating. Other times, depending on the event, we have tables and chairs. You, you, you can get a drink during the show or intermission. It's just a, it's a nice, relaxed atmosphere. And uh, we want people to have fun when they come to a Mississippi opera event. doesn't matter whether it's an Elvis Presley show or a grand opera. We do everything in between. I mean, it's a wide variety of things we do. I've always believed that you know, if if you're a company that only does one thing, it's like having a restaurant with one item on the menu. Mm. And so what we try to do is we try to have a wide variety of things on our musical menu for people to choose from. And if you look at our brochure and you look at our season, you can see that there are no two events that are alike. And there's a wide variety and something on our season appeals to everybody. Certainly. And and this show you're doing on Saturday, November 10th at 7.30 at Dueling, The Hilarious World of Gilbert and Sullivan, is a good example of that. I'm glad you made the the mention earlier that Gilbert and Sullivan were really like the Saturday night live of their day. Because in reading um, a little bit more about this particular show, it's more than just comedy. I mean, this is really about kind of the human experience and uh, it it's plays into your intellectual um, experience as well as sort of just jokes for jokes sake. 
Yeah, I mean, they would take this. They would take the social issues of the day, the political issues of the day, the the leadership of their country, and and you know, it would it 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 brought it was a way to bring connect the the leadership of their country with the with the with the people throughout the nation and the people throughout the world, and and they did so much stuff in America and they did so much stuff all over the world. Uh, it was just it's a it, and it's funny, and everything that they wrote is is current today. You can the words to the songs are are, are just as current to our modern society as they were in the day when they wrote them. And and it, it's the first time I did a Gilbert and Sullivan show. Uh, I I wasn't looking forward to it because I thought, well, this is just comedy. But uh, but it was so funny and it was so meaningful and so um, connected and relevant to our world today. That uh, uh, I really enjoyed it, and 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 have become over the years a, a huge Gilbert and Sullivan fan. They're just great writers. Doctor Dean, can you give us an example of one of those relevant uh, elements of of this Gilbert and Sullivan show that might resonate for us as we move into next week's election and um, so on and so forth? Well, Gilbert and Sullivan were masters at poking fun at politicians at at political leaders and like there's one song I'm sure that'll be on the show called I've got uh, called I've got you on the list and it's from the Mikado and it talks about all these people and the things that they've done and 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 the reason that people have them on their various lists uh you know I've got you on the list for this and I've got you on the list for that this you did this and you did that and it sort of speaks to our current political situation and that you know you have you have people on on the Democratic side pointing fingers at Republicans, and people on the Republican side pointing fingers at Democrats. And these are the kinds of things that they do. And I'm sure that that song is on the show. And I'm sure that that the the political uh, landscape will be brought into the show through that vehicle. And you know, uh, the Mikado, the selections from the Mikado, the Mikado has lots of uh, political innuendo in all the songs. Same thing with HMS Pinafore. Same thing with the Pirates of Penzance, and you'll hear music from all of those shows uh, in this show, in the hilarious world of Gilbert Sullivan. That's great. One of um, the actors uh, or the performers in in this particular show, The Hilarious World of Gilbert and Sullivan, says there's a lot of wit, beauty, and heart. And that just sounds like exactly what the doctor ordered uh, for this week. So very exciting that this show is coming up. Now, Dr. Dean, since we do have you on the line, I must uh, make note that the Mississippi Opera is the ninth oldest continuously operating opera company in the United States. That's really quite something um, for a state the size of Mississippi, 2.9 million, and was founded in 1945. Uh, what do you attribute to that long-lasting um, lifespan of the Mississippi Opera? Well, you know, it. it uh, I think it speaks to the dedication of the people who have been involved with this company for the past 73 years. I mean, it started... The, the first Mississippi Opera performance was at the Bailey School on North State Street uh, in their auditorium there, and right after World War II. And uh, I mean, the people that started it were dedicated to bringing culture, dedicated to doing high-quality events for the citizens of Jackson and the citizens of Mississippi at that time. And and we've had so so many presidents over the years, and that leadership has just been. A continuous uh, a train of people who cared about uh, 
the company cared about culture, cared about Mississippi, wanted to wanted to make sure that Mississippi was not left behind in terms of the great and wonderful musical and cultural things that you might experience in larger cities and other states. And it, I just attribute it mainly to the dedication uh, of the people who have been involved over those many years with with the protection, the preservation, and, and well-being of this organization. And I'm very proud to be associated with this organization. And we're, we, we had a meeting last night where we're talking about our 75th anniversary coming up in two years and some special things that we're going to do uh, for that, uh, a world premiere during that season, uh, bringing a, a major Broadway music, music star to Mississippi, reaching out into some country music and uh, uh, other pop music areas to, to make presentations that, um, you know, reach people of all walks of life. And 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 I, I think another thing that has helped us through the years is this is this uh, openness, this willingness to try things that haven't been tried before, to to embrace new ideas, embrace new ways of doing things, and being able to adapt to the to the uh, changing landscape as we go throughout the decades. So I, I really think it's it it, it goes back to, goes back to dedication. And leadership and and a willingness to to remain relevant and, and reach the people of Mississippi. Well, that's true, Dr. Dean. You are not afraid to take chances. That's one of the things I admire most about you. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, this is the Mississippi Opera's Hilarious World of Gilbert and Sullivan, taking place Saturday, November 10th at Dooling Hall. Check that out. It's time for us to take our first break, but when we get back, we're heading to the Mississippi Gulf Coast for the 40th annual Peter Anderson Arts and Crafts Festival. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org. Riding solo, Kamel King is on assignment. Before the break, we spoke with Dr. Jay Dean about the Mississippi Opera and their upcoming program, The Hilarious World of Gilbert and Sullivan, part of their cabaret at Dueling Hall series, taking place on November 10th at 7.30 p.m. Lots of wonderful programming throughout the year with the Mississippi Opera. Look them up online. Lots of fun information um, to explore. Now, coming up and joining us now, we want to welcome Cynthia Sutton, Executive Director of Ocean Springs Chamber of Commerce. She's here to share with us lots of information about the 40th Annual Peter Anderson Arts and Crafts Festival. Hi, Cynthia. Hey there. Great to have you on the show. Good morning. Good morning. I know this is a very busy time of year for you, so we appreciate you making time to join us on Next Stop Mississippi. 
No problem. I'm glad to be here. Glad to tell about this year's festival. Well, that's great. Now, the Peter Anderson Festival is noted as one of the largest arts festivals in Mississippi, particularly on the Gulf Coast. It's been going for a while now. 40 years is a big anniversary. Uh, Anything special planned for this Hallmark year? It is, yes. The 40th year. It's also the 90th year of Shearwater Pottery. So we're kind of celebrating those together hand in hand. So for the 40th anniversary, just some little fun things that we've done differently is we the festival T-shirts, there's actually artwork on the front and the back. So that's a little extra that, that's different for this year for the 40th. Um, Shearwater is also selling their commemorative cups, and they will have a special 90th anniversary little decal on their cups. And then what we've also done being the 40th year is we've actually kind of stepped up our artist demonstrations. And we're kind of focusing on that this year. We're going to have someone who will actually be using fire and burning on wood. We have our Raku pottery guy who fire on there. We have a, a metal smithing person who will actually make some leather goods for you right there on site. And then, of course, we'll have artist painting. But that's kind of something that we've kind of added a little bit this year to make it special for the 40th to um, focus on some of those artist demonstrations. And then we also have, uh, we started a year ago, Young at Art Kids Exhibit. And we work with the Walter Anderson Museum of Art on that. And that is where kids age 8 to 18 get to come out and be artists themselves. They want to grow up and be an artist, be an entrepreneur. And this kind of gives them a chance to kind of get out there and see and feel what it's like. And for this year, more than 50 kids have signed up to be a part of that exhibit. That's very cool. That's very cool. Now, I know a lot of collectors are actually interested in art created by children and young people. And that's that's really mm-hmm. cool, too. A great opportunity for the many people who are coming out to meet artists and uh, meet the vendors. I was looking through your list of artists and vendors taking part. And, I mean, I couldn't even scroll to the bottom of the page before we went live on radio. <laughs> uh, how many people, yes. vendors, do you have participating? Uh, we have more than 450 vendors that are participating. Uh, the footprint looks a little bit longer because a, another cool thing that's happening this year is artists are starting to buy two booths. We even have a few artists that actually have three booths in the festival. So that's stretching a little bit, making it look a little bit longer than usual, even though we kind of um, are trying to make sure that we downsize and don't mess with the quality of the festival. So we have 450 vendors that are going to be out there. Now, that's a a good point you make about the quality. I believe Peter Anderson Mm -hmm. Festival is an adjudicated show, meaning you don't just take everybody who applies. That's correct. It is a juried show. So that means we've actually worked with a software called Zap, which actually reaches out to more than 70,000 artists nationwide to get to encourage them to submit to apply to be a part of this festival. And what happens is once all those artists apply on this online software, they have to submit high-quality um, photos of their artwork and what their booth is going to look like. And the jury committee actually judges that way on the quality of work to make sure that it stays part of the um, the history and the heritage of what the festival is all about. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk a little bit about that history and heritage. As you mentioned, 2018 is the 90th anniversary of Shearwater Pottery, founded in 1928 by original potter Peter Anderson. Most mm-hmm. people know the name Walter Anderson. Maybe they don't know Peter Anderson. So let's talk a little bit about this man and the legacy of this family. 
Definitely. Well, you know, I like to always say when I'm talking about the Anderson family, I like to say that the Anderson family, Walter, the three brothers, Walter, Peter, and James McConnell Anderson's mom, actually created the art colony in Ocean Springs and inspired the economic development that we have now in Ocean Springs. So the Anderson family is very important to Ocean Springs and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And so what what they would do, the three brothers, they have their own unique style of artwork. Walter Anderson, as we know, does block prints and painting. And James McConnell, one of the brothers, also does painting. But Peter Anderson is actually the potter. He actually founded Shearwater Pottery um, 90 years ago. So he and, he and they have four or five generations of families still work in Shearwater Pottery. So their family is very close to what Ocean Springs is known for. So we're delighted to have their their history, their legacy live on through this festival. It's really incredible to think about that, to think about one family really at the root of what is a big part of the the health, the well-being, the economic vitality of of Ocean Springs and the Gulf Coast community at large. It's such a big part of your identity, the, the artistic spirit there. So wonderful that you're able to highlight that with this festival now in its 40th year. Now, Cynthia, you've been at this for quite a while. Planning a festival of this size is is no small feat. Um, In addition to having, what did you say, nearly or more than 400 vendors, uh, you've got the Young at Art program. And you're also bringing in, I believe, some marine education, another big part of the lifestyle there on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talk about your decision to bring in what might seem as sort of maybe a not-so-artsy element. Exactly. Well, you know, and that's kind of a neat thing to kind of mention, because there are a lot of things that we do around here that is art, that people don't think of as art. The Marine Education Center, the marine biologists, the Mississippi Gulf Coast is known for its seafood. It's known for that culture. So we want to make sure that we even bring that aspect into the festival. And that's why we work with USM, the Gulf Coast Research Lab. And what they do is they actually come, they set up a couple of tents, and they actually do hands-on demonstrations, education um, uh, component to what they do. And they actually help teach people that come from all over the United States just to see this festival, teach them about what the Mississippi Gulf Coast is known for, the seafood, the, the Mississippi Gulf Coast. The, the marine life that we have. So they come out and they bring all kind of hands-on activities, coloring sheets to teach them about the different fish that we have to actually skeletons and um, so they can actually touch and feel what, what, what some of our culture of our fish of our marine life is on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So that's a really cool aspect. Another aspect that I want to mention is the different arts that we have. We try to incorporate all kind of art in this festival. And music is art as well. So we actually have, this year, we actually have two stages. And we have a main stage, and then we have a grassroots stage that is nothing but strictly local Mississippi Gulf Coast musicians that are out there making a living for themselves. So we try to put every aspect into this festival of the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Very cool. And you're doing a great job. What The Peter Anderson Festival is really a street festival. I mean, you've 
obviously it takes up a lot of space to accommodate 400 vendors, but your local merchants and restaurants get in on the fun as well. I assume that over the two-day period, your event takes place this Saturday, November 3rd through Sunday, November 4th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. in downtown Ocean Springs. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's all hands on deck. Everybody's uh, doors are open and they're welcoming visitors. It is. It is the biggest festival that we've put on in Ocean Springs. And what it does is that we work with all of our small local businesses, downtown, uptown, all around town. Even though the festival is focused in downtown, it we actually work with everybody from the hotels to everybody, restaurants, shops throughout Ocean Springs. And this event, everybody is excited. Everybody puts it as part of what they do every year. It's part of their inventory. They know they're going to stock up specifically for the Peter Anderson Arts and Crafts Festival to sell their clothing, their accessories, their food. So it is a huge economic part of what sustains our local businesses here in Ocean Springs. Well, that's really exciting. Now, um, as a a longtime Peter Anderson attendee and, and now director of the festival, what's one little tip you might share with someone coming out this year to participate in the 40th anniversary? I would definitely say use the park and ride. That is one of the best additions that we added several years ago. It is free public transportation to two entrances of the festival. And another tip I would say is come out both days. Mm -hmm. Take one day to walk and sightsee and the next one to shop and sit down at one of our restaurants. Make it a whole weekend event. And again, there's a lot of walking. So park, the park and ride, which are located at um, up Oak Park Elementary, Upper Elementary, and Government Street, which is um, uh, the Greyhound Stadium. We will have signs on Highway 90, the Enville Boulevard, directing you all the way to those three parking areas. So we definitely highly recommend with our partnership with the YMCA and Coast Transit Authority that people use that. People don't like to use that because then they think it takes time, but it is actually one of the best tips I could give someone coming to the festival. That's right. Well, you heard it here from Cynthia Sutton. She is the director of the Ocean Springs Chamber of Commerce, and we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us so much. That website for the Peter Anderson Festival is very easy. It's peteranderson.festival.com. Go there. Lots of great information to get your weekend off to the right start. We're going to take another quick break, but stick around. When we get back, we'll speak with Dolly Brecken about Hernando Parks and Craft Fair. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org. Kamel King is out. 
Before we before the break, we spoke with Cynthia Sutton about the 40th annual Peter Anderson Festival taking place this weekend in downtown Ocean Springs. So many things to take in. You need the two days to do it all. So make plans, get over there, enjoy what I hope will be a beautiful weekend. Now, joining us from Hernando, we have Dolly Brecken. She's program director for Hernando Parks and Recreation. Welcome to the show, Dolly. Thank you. Glad to have you back, and and you're here today to talk to us a little bit about a really cool upcoming event you guys have, the Hernando Parks and Craft Fair. That's taking place this Saturday from 8 to 2 at the Gale Community Center. Tell us a little bit about this program and um, what why you guys are doing it this time of year. Sure. Well, Hernando, you know, has a couple outdoor festivals. It has the A-Fair it does that the Optimist Club puts on. It has the Water Tower Festival that the Chamber of Commerce does, and they attract really great crowds. They're outdoors. We wanted to do a a little something closer to the holiday and also indoors. So it's going to be inside the Gale Community Center, and we've got 31 vendors. Uh, There will be all kinds of things from wreaths and centerpieces, jewelry, homemade gifts, candles, doll clothes, you know, fried pies, and so much more. Uh, Very cool. Now, when I was uh, reading about your event coming up, um, this Hernando Parks and Craft Fair, you you describe it as a holiday market for the community. And I really did have one of those moments where it hit me for the first time that we are the holidays are now upon us. (laughs) Um, So, wow, that's hard to believe. But I guess you're seeing an interest in your from your community in really kind of getting ahead of that holiday shopping. Yes, it, it's coming upon us real quick. Matter of fact, we have our Cookies of Santa event December 2nd, so we're trying to get this done before we actually head into our Christmas holiday. Well, that's... So it's, yeah. Now, is this an annual event, quick. Dolly? Uh, this will be our first one. Uh, we'll just kind of, you know, evaluate and see how it goes, but I suspect it will go really well. We've had a really good response so far. Now, it's um, maybe a bit of a surprise for some people to think about uh, Parks and Rec Group putting on a craft fair. Talk about your inspiration for marrying the two. Well, you know, we're always looking for opportunities to serve the community and provide um, not only just for participants um, that want to come shop, but for vendors as well. Um, You know, and like I said, we already have a couple outdoor fairs that do really well in Hernando, but there was not really um, one in our city that was doing anything indoors close to the holiday. Of course, we have our weekend where people go store to store and walk down the street, and that's awesome. Uh, but we just thought it would be a great idea to try out, and we've had a really good response so far. Well, I, I really feel like DeSoto County generally is known as a shopping destination. You've got a lot of wonderful um, small town, small business shops there. You've got that great outlet mall. And um, and now you're bringing in this, you know, holiday market of crafts and uh, what I would imagine are locally made goods. Are you seeing most of your vendors from DeSoto County? Oh, yes. I um a lot of them are from Hernando. Uh, there's a few, you know, South Haven, Olive Branch, but I would say most of ours are probably from the Hernando area. Um, there may be a handful outside of the county, but they're mostly DeSoto County vendors. Very cool. Very cool. Now, you mentioned you've got about 30 vendors. Talk about some of those vendors and uh, some of the variety you'll have uh, for consumers to come out and uh, and check out, talk to the makers, and hopefully take something home. 
Sure. Um, like I said, we've got some that are doing food. We have like pound cakes. Uh, one of our vendors actually is one of the vendors that uh, you'll find on the square for the farmer's market if you go there and shop. And he does the fried pies. It's Nick's Fried Pies. He does that, and he's really popular on the square. So he will be here. Um, we have a lady that makes homemade um, wreaths and centerpieces that are really nice. Um, then we have, we do have a few that are selling, um, things like paparazzi jewelry. So they're not all homemade, but a lot of it is homemade, like homemade candles. Um, we have an artist that does paintings on canvas and wood. So there's just a large variety of things. And now tell us also a little bit about the Gale Community Center. Where is that located? And, um, is there anything we need to know about parking? Sure. We are actually located off the square. We're at 2601 Elm Street, but the building itself faces South Street. So sometimes that confuses people. But literally off of 51, we're to the west side of the highway off South Street, a couple blocks down. Real easy to find. Uh, The police department is in the east end of our building. We're on the far end, the west end, and they can park We have a parking lot right off to the side of our building. They can just drive around there and pull in the parking lot. They can also park in front of the building as well. That's great. Now, uh, you do have this craft fair coming up this Saturday. You mentioned holiday events happening in early December. Any other things happening in Hernando you'd like to share before we head into our break? Sure. Um, You know, we're currently at the community center. We have exercise classes that go on Um, for our seniors. All of our exercise classes are free. So if anybody's interested, they can contact me at the Gale Center. Give me a call. And um, and we're 662-429-2688. If they have any questions about our Healthy Eating Active Living program or our senior programming, we'll also have, you know, a Christmas luncheon for our seniors. So that and Cookies with Santa are what's going on right now. Very cool. And lots, lots to look forward to for sure. Well, Dolly, thanks for taking time to join us today. If people want to go and learn a little more about uh, this week's, this weekend's uh, craft event, where can they go? They can always go to our website, HernandoRec.com. That's HernandoRec.com. And we have a tab that says special events. They can click that to read about special events or also our programs in sports are on there as well. All right. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's time for our final break, but when we return, we'll wrap up the show with musical guest, Southern soul and blues artist, Big Yayo. Don't go far. You don't want to miss what's coming up here on Next Stop Mississippi. to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. 
You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. That great music is Christopher Big Yayo Mabry. He is in the studio with me today. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, riding solo as my co-host Kamel King is out. Now, it is our favorite moment of the show, our favorite segment, our music segment. So happy to welcome to the show, again, in studio, King of Retro Soul Music, Christopher Big Yayo Mabry. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Great today? to have you on the show today. I am so thankful to be here today. Well, uh, we walked in together. We did. We walked in together without, and I know you can't see it on radio, but we've got matching outfits on. So uh, there's a, a brother and sisterhood going on already. That's right. That's right. Now, yeah, you, you, you're live streaming right now, I believe. Right. So people can yeah. actually check out our matching red plaid. They can see it. They're going to see that. <laughs> we were, Absolutely. This was there. meant to be. This was, was meant to be. It was. Well, I'm so glad to have you in the studio. You are. A, a working musician, you are yes. a traveling musician. You spend a lot of time on the road, but you managed to make a little morning stop to see us today before you to. start that weekend tour. Um, before we get into your music and uh, all these great um, live shows you do, you've mm-hmm. got some really great music videos out there uh, for folks to enjoy. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Okay. You, you talk about yourself being a country boy. I am. So, um, you know, country boy, what, what, where are you from? I'm actually from Goodman, Mississippi. Okay. Just north of Jackson. Uh, Holmes County? Minutes. Absolutely. Raised in Holmes, uh, born in Holmes, raised in Hines. So. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> now, you've got a, a, quite a musical legacy in your family, so it sounds like early yeah. on this was a part of your world. It, it was a part of my world. I woke up with it. I went to sleep with it. I had uh, relatives that would stop in. Um, one of my more famous relatives is the legendary Minnie Rippleton. Yes. Um, she was a, a cousin of mine. And also uh, cousin Boyd Rivers. He was really big in the blues um, genre for several years, doing a lot of touring back when, you know, it was hard to get out on the road. And and I didn't realize it until I became a little bit older exactly how big he actually was. So it was fun. He was probably just, just a cousin, just a family member, just a and normal guy. stop through my grandma's house <laughs> and, and get some food because she cooked all the time. Now, you're doing sort of your own version of Soul Blues now. We mm-hmm. heard Cowgirl, one of your right. more well-known songs, right, coming right, into the right. show. Mm-hmm. But starting out as a young man, what kind of music were you interested in? What were you listening to? Uh, I've always listened to... Uh, Blues. It has always been blues because where I came from, it, it is just what was, it, it almost seemed like it was in the air. People were playing, you know, music out of their homes. Uh, my mom was a really big uh, connoisseur of gospel and soul music. Um, the old Al Greens, the Rainy Nights in Georgia. So I grew up hearing that from that, that standard old stereo with the record player hearing the scratches in the record. So I grew up with that. Um, and then I, and of course I actually grew up pre hip hop. So I was actually living before. I wouldn't there have was guessed a, that you got a young face and that's about it. 
<laughs> That's about it, he said. That's about it. Yeah, so you were pre-hip-hop, but, pre- but there's a little bit of a hip-hop sound. It is. It is. Uh, uh, my sound, is like I say, it's kind of retro soul, so we use a lot of instrumentation of early hip-hop, paying homage to, you know, the, the greats, you know, the, the Sugar Hill Gangs and the LL Cool J's, Cool Modis, and these are the people that I, that were actually influential to me because it was so new and fresh and that energy was there because what is this? We don't know, but we love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And a country boy that you are, I mean, right. that probably blew your mind. It blew my mind. I mean, and you couldn't get records. I don't know if you remember the old record clubs that you would send in 25 cents and they would send you. Oh, like a penny and you'd get 17 yeah, CDs. You, right. <laughs> and and it was amazing. It was just a <laughs> wonderful time for music because it was about more than the music. We spent hours looking at record uh, covers. Oh, yeah. record covers. When I I, I I won't forget, my mom brought me the Prince Purple Rain album and a group called Midnight Star. And I mean, I spent, I can probably tell you, every nuance, every font, everything. Michelle uh, is in the booth uh, clapping for Midnight yeah, Star. Midnight Star is my favorite band ever, ever in life. Of ever. Midas Touch is my favorite song. Slow jam. Oh, my God. Come on. <laughs> All right, so, I know what I'm listening to tonight. Yeah, Midas Touch. <laughs> Please treat yourself to some Midnight Star. If you're it's happy, feel-good music, and that's what you're about. That's, that's all I'm about. That's yeah, I'm absolutely. About. So I, I mentioned earlier that um, I was uh, taking in some of your music this morning, watched some of your music videos, but also a lo- you've got a lot of live performances yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. And that really is, I mean, you're, you, like, before you even begin a song, sometimes you're like, okay, guys, I'm going to teach you some words. I'm going to teach you some words. So talk a bit about your live performances, because they really are they're electric. They're fun. People are happy. Thank you, and, and and that's what we that's what we come around to do. Uh, I always tell um, the the fans, which they're not fans, they're friends uh, in the audience. It's just like a family reunion. We're gonna talk <laughs> a little bit. We're gonna laugh a little bit. We're gonna sing a little bit together. We do a lot of call and response. Yeah, right. I've got some of the best uh, musicians with me. Uh, our my female group, Shantae Nicole, true vocalist. So we're actually up there having a good time. And oh, by the way, there happens to be an audience there. <laughs> <laughs> well, in one of uh, I think it was Cowgirl you were doing. It could have been a different song. So correct me, but uh, you're playing a big festival. I think it was in Holly Springs, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh. You say, people say it's too hot for me to have on these cowboy boots. Well, I'm going to prove you wrong. It's never too hot to keep your boots on. <laughs> that, it, it is never too hot. That boots on, that's your song. Yes, yes, it is doing wonderful for us. It's our, it's our newest release. And when I tell you that, it, it has it, it has just, oh, my goodness, it's just been such a blessing. Everybody, because where we come from, we all wear boots, work boots, cowboy boots, uh, Boots to go out to dance clubs. It's just such a traditional piece of clothing. And when I travel around, especially going into northern states, California, places like that, you don't see that because everything is pavement. But mm-hmm. you might get a little bit of Mississippi red clay dirt on your good shiny <laughs> shoes here. So we're going to protect that with boots. 
That's that's amazing. Spoken like a true Mississippian. Yes, I love indeed. it. I love it. Now, I, before we get too far into into your 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 music as Big Yayo, for many years you ran a production company, yeah. Mabry mm-hmm. Music, mm-hmm. and really kind of started on that sort of business side of things. Yeah, that's that's how I came into it. I came in as a A and R artist repertoire, self pronounced A and R. I had no official uh, company or anybody I was actually representing, but there was so much talent here in Mississippi, and I. I saw the raw talent, but I, I kind of needed to go through a finishing school. So I kind of created my own little program and and got with certain artists and kind of did what the regular A&R would do, which is artists and repertoire. So I did everything from music to clothing. Wow. You know, so we did everything and um, it worked. It started to work. Tell, tell us about who some of the people are that you worked with. I've worked with uh, Dave Mack, Charles yeah. Wilson, uh, Jay Wan, uh, Nelson Curry, uh, Lenny Williams. We've just, Shirley Jones. We've worked with a lot of people, new artists, established artists, just to kind of give them, you know, that introduction to Southern Soul because it's, it's such a phenomenon now. Well, it really is. I mean, it, it, it's something I think those of us locally take for granted because we hear it on the radio, mm-hmm. we hear it in our homes, but um, it is nationally and internationally a craze. I mean, people can't get enough of it. It is. It's actually, uh, and I always say that, so maybe a year from now we'll be having a different conversation, but it's kind of the last vestige that hasn't really been discovered mm-hmm. by mainstream. It ha- We have such a underground following that we may not ever need mainstream because it's our thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's a culture that we just happen to provide a soundtrack to a culture. Everything's about the culture, being from Mississippi, wearing the boots, you know, smelling the air, cooking the food, how we, you know, dance and party. It's, it's, it's an amazing ride. Well, let's talk a little bit about that culture because you do so many different kinds of shows. Mm -hmm. Um, You might be in a really high-end kind of fancy, you know, uh, club venue to like literally like a a field plowed over kind of, you know, stage in the middle festival. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of change your mindset or do you even change your mindset for one show versus another? We don't change the mindset. For what we do for three people, we do for thousands. Mm. So it's the same energy because we're just so excited. That same passion I was talking about when hip hop came out, that we have that same passion. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about the whole cultural revolution of Southern Soul and all the Southern Soul artists. We're just so passionate about actually finally getting our, our day in the sun. Yeah. Now, the passion is very clear, but I, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to make an assumption. I think you probably might be a little bit of a perfectionist, too. Big Yayo came in. He gave me a branded coffee mug, which is really yes. the best-looking thing I've ever seen. Um, so thank you for that. Yes. Uh, all of your music videos are very professionally done. Thank um, you. Thank you're you. obviously really well-spoken. So I imagine a lot of that sort of sense of perfection and detail comes from your production experience. So what's that like when you turn it on yourself? It is, um, it's probably the hardest thing about it because it's easy for me to tell you. Right. I need this to happen. (laughs) But now I've got to turn that same finger in on me uh, for that same level of of greatness. Uh, And it's hard because I'm my biggest critic. Um, I've got a really good relationship with my mom, and my mom is now 
almost like my co-producer because she's constantly bringing me songs. Have you heard this? Have you done this? Uh, what about this? So it's, it's a unique feeling, but um, she always reminds me of Smokey Robinson, hmm. how he kind of wrote all the songs from Motown, but then he transformed it into Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. And um, that's just kind of the people that I study. I study producers, management that kind of went over to the artist side. And it's an amazing transition because a lot of times people don't see you. They can only see you in one way. I always uh, joke with, with the band, what if Suge Knight started singing? And even if he could sing, would you take him seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Now, um, you mentioned as we were walking in the studio, you're you're going to be performing in Vicksburg tonight. Is that correct? Uh, Vicksburg tonight at the Treehouse. And then we go over to Pensacola, Florida for tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Now, um, if people want to check out your music, we're going to hear a little more of your music okay. at the end, but what is the best way for people to learn more about you to figure out where they can go see your live shows or download your music? What, uh, where do you like for people to, to follow you? The easiest place is www.bigyayo.com. That's B-I-G-Y-A-Y-O.com. Uh, and everything is there. All of my social links are there tour schedule, appearances, free music is there. That's another good thing. Hmm. What I like to do is give away a lot of music. I am a gift giver always. I'm the, this has been demonstrated today. Right. I am the country Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will not forget that. Now, your new album is called Southern Classic. You're right. out touring with that album right, right now, right. having a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, Talk a little bit about what you think is coming next. What is coming next uh, with the success of the Boots On song? Uh, two days before Christmas, we're going to release the Boots On album. Oh, wow. And these are just, it's kind of a, a time, a period piece over the past summer, the summer of 2018. We, we met a lot of new people, did a lot of phenomenal things. And through that period, we were writing songs. So we're just going to kind of take that body of work and make a, Period piece out of the Boots on album. Very cool and, mm -hmm. and great to, to drop it, if you will, right before Christmas. That'll be a fun way to spend the holidays. The country Santa Claus. All right, now we're going to go out today with No Getting Over Me. Will right. you talk a bit about this song? It is one of my favorite songs ever. It was uh, uh, written and produced by the legendary uh, Ronnie Millsap. Is that right? Yeah, so we went in and, and kind of redone our thing and... Um, I just wanted to pay homage to, you know, because I love country music. So I just wanted to do something along that line. Wonderful. Yes. Well, Christopher Big Yayo Mabry, thank you so much for being our guest here thank on Next you. Stop Mississippi today. What a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today and thank all of our guests, Dr. J. Dean with the Mississippi Opera, Cynthia Sutton with the 40th Annual Peter Anderson Arts and Crafts Fest, Dolly Brecken for Hernando's Parks and Craft Fair, and of course, the king of retro soul music, Christopher Big Yayo Mabry. Next Stop Mississippi is produced by Michelle McAdoo. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us again next week for another great trip on Next Stop Mississippi. As promised, we're going to go out with a little more big yayo music. This is No Getting Over Me. Wait, wait, wait. Put them bags down and just let me talk to you for a minute. Well, you can walk out.